what has been a really nourishing piece to me in the last year and a half, you know, since you and I met, um, is the piece around other women around you, you know, the sisterhood, right? The women supporting women in a space where, you know, we can call each other and cry and just be our most, like, weakest air quotes because it's not true right just go to the bottom of our feelings and our dirt and our shadows and feel really accepted in it where there are women around you that don't try to change you don't try to give you advice you know unless you ask for it but just really like reflect your light to you just really are there with you and for me i think that has been one of the most transformative and nourishing experiences and i keep on you know finding new friends and finding spaces where I can have that because that really gives me a lot of energy so that I can sustain my work further. Welcome home to Soul Shine Radio. I'm your hostess, Lindsay Martin-Ellis, embodied intuitive, spiritual guide, author, and speaker. This is your sacred virtual sanctuary where myself and heart-centered guest experts will be sharing through a multidimensional lens our innate wisdom, practices, transmissions, and activations to support you in navigating the integration of your spiritual journey and human experience. I am here to help you bring the pleasure, presence, and play back into your soul's evolution to surrender into the great mystery so that you can embody your magic and become a magnet for miracles. And of course, to remind you of the gift in breaking wide open because it's the cracks that allows your light to shine through. It's time to unleash and radiate your unique soul shine because the world craves your radiant light now more than ever. You ready? Let's do this, love. Soul fam, welcome back to episode two of Soul Shine Radio. Oh my gosh, I, I first and foremost want to thank you all for tuning in, for the support, for the love, for the feedback, for the affirmation of being messy and raw and kind of bringing you all along my journey of in real time how all of this is unfolding in my life's work, in my soul work, in entrepreneurship, family life, personal life, everything in between. And I'm I'm so humbled and honored that you're here, that you're, you know, that you're finding value from me sharing, sharing from my heart, sharing my experience. And First and foremost, I, I also want to share that I, I took you all through a beautiful grounding meditation only to find that I didn't hit the record button in advance. <laughs> so perhaps the uh, the meditation was was solely supposed to be for me. And of course, I'm coming at you live from my master bedroom closet again, my my new favorite place in my house. And if you hear my my Luna pup crying, it's because she wants to come in. And is very perplexed why why mom is now 
setting up shop in in the closet for the first time ever. Although I have gotten great feedback that the quality is is coming in through beautifully for you all. So again, I'm I'm learning as we go and Gosh, what a world it would be if all of the people on this planet who started podcasts actually showed their setup, you know, before they actually were sponsored, you know, before they actually had their physical podcast recording studios and all of the the fancy equipment and all the things. I feel like it would it would give people a lot more per- permission, lots of permission slips being handed out to start, to simply start. And the messages that keep coming through time and time again during this time is people simply want to connect. Simply people want relatability. And simply people want to to be themselves and to feel the permission to be themselves without feeling judgment without feeling shame, without feeling like you're going to get attacked for having a differing opinion. And honestly, that is probably where a lot of the resistance came in initially from, you know, when I kept receiving the guidance to start this podcast, I, you know, all of these truth tellers, these heart-centered truth tellers on the internet for all of the beautiful souls that are affirming them and cheering them on and sending them love and supporting them. There's, you know, there's always those those other individuals on the, you know, in the polarity of it who, man, can be very, very, very cruel and just tear people down. And I I believe that's why I resisted for so long. And and I I can feel that the my identity, like I'm coming home to my my true identity more and more. And that's actually what is serving as my protection right now. You know, all these times I think we hear like, oh, we need to set boundaries and we need to put up these energetic walls. And I'm I'm like, oh, what if I'm just so authentically myself that I'm radiating who I am and that's impenetrable? So that's kind of what I've been committing to right now is I don't really need protection. I just get to be myself and that is all the protection that I need. And of course, with that practicing discernment and and saying saying no, right? Like not saying yes when I really mean no and vice versa and, and truly honoring my sacred no and honoring my sacred yes, honoring my time for myself and truly listening. And I'm so excited to share this episode today because this is an episode with my beautiful soul sister, Maria. And as I was going through this episode and editing it and pulling additional content, you know, to share little snippets, I was celebrating the shit out of Maria and I because it was during a time where we both were making a lot of changes. She had just recently left corporate and I was moving from my direct sales full-time business with Beauty Counter after leaving, you know, corporate as an engineer and moving into full-time entrepreneurship as a, you know, teacher and as a coach and as a guide. And it was such a wonderful testament to the consistent 
aligned action to the consistent exploration, the consistent digging deep and uncovering what's really underneath our blocks and what's keeping us stuck and continuing to follow our North Star. And there was a moment when I was going through this this series where the mic was actually flipped. So Maria was inter- interviewing me for one of her um, collaborative summits. Gosh, I don't even remember when it was. It feels like eons ago. I get to go back and look at exactly when it was recorded. And I almost nixed it to share with you all because I'm, I was like, that's, I don't even know who that woman is anymore. And there were so many pieces where I was celebrating myself and I was so proud of myself. And I was, I was like, oh, wow, that was really juicy content. That is still something that I have applied in my life. This is still a tool that I use to support myself. This is still, you know, something that I say with my clients when I'm coaching. But then there were so many parts of me that were like, I don't even know who that woman is anymore. And as I looked at Maria, it was the same. So much has shifted. We've created so much in our lives and in our businesses between where we, you know, Maria's moved and like her business has completely shifted. She's completely stepped in. I've completely stepped in. It's just wild. And now I recognize, can you hear me getting amped up? I recognize why my guides were urging me to do this because there's so much medicine here for me too. So much medicine for me in in almost having this, I have like physical evidence of my transformation, of my evolution, of the clarity that I'm getting in who I am and how I get how I continue to refine while also celebrating, right? Celebrating how far I've come, celebrating those those parts of me and and also knowing that you know, there's going to be something from this exchange with Maria and I that is going to support somebody at this time that may not necessarily even be ready consciously, subconsciously or unconsciously with where I currently am with my teachings and where I'm currently at with what I'm sharing. And that's okay. But what if, even if it's one person in the world right now that's able to receive something from this dynamic conversation that Maria and I had? And that that is what is truly inspiring me to share like the rawness, the realness, like, like I said, the chronicles of my transformation that are hiding in this archive state. And it's so fun to be able to pull that out and to share it with all of you. And I'm trying to think if there's anything else that I want to share other than, you know, I was so excited to drop you all in with a grounding meditation. (laughs) (laughs) only to find that it wasn't recording. So maybe we'll just take a moment to center, to feel our feet. If you're able to feel your feet planted firmly on the earth, you know, if you can spread your toes wide and then maybe lift your heels up for a moment and kind of replant and recenter, feeling that support feeling that we're always supported in any given moment by Mother Earth. 
putting your hands on your heart for a moment and simply feeling that connection with your beautiful body temple, this gift, this miracle. And you know, they always, there's that saying, we can either go through life as if nothing is a miracle or simply move through life as if everything is a miracle. And I choose the latter, right? That is the choice. And when we can simply drop in and create presence, right? Just feeling our feet on the earth, thinking about the earth, right? In this vast universe, in our solar system. If we really think about the vastness of our universe, of the universe, right? Of all of the dimensions, of all of the planets, of all of the stars, of all of the elementals. It's such a miracle. And I think about how all of that oxygen that the plants and the trees produces, right? We as humans, right? And as mammals get to take that in and all of our carbon dioxide feeds the plants. And it's just, ugh, it's such a, it's such a miracle. And this is the space that I like to get in every single day in multiple moments throughout my day, feeling that connection to the heart, right? Our heart beats without us needing to do anything. We simply breathe. Our lungs know what to do. Our body is such a miracle, right? And feeling, you know, just feeling what it feels like potentially to have that sun shining on you to feel that connection with the heavens, to call in whatever that support is for you. Intentionally just calling in your guardian angels, calling in God, calling in any ascended masters, ah, just any. And even if, even if this is new for you, just being curious, right? And just starting to talk to your higher self, starting to just call in that support and getting curious about that support. So feeling your body as the bridge between heaven and earth and how all of it is connected, right, with the cosmology, with the seasons and the cycles of our bodies, of Mother Nature, of the lunar cycle, of astrology, right? There's just so much evidence of our connectivity and wanting to to simply create presence for a moment and you know, this is what I believe humanity is moving from, is that logical, oh, okay, I'm going to do this because somebody told me that it's good for my health. I'm going to do this because I read in a book that meditation is helpful for my nervous system. But what I'm inviting you to do in this moment is to breathe, right? To just slowly breathe and connect. Connect to the miracle that you are. Feel that love. Feel that visceral feeling of what it means to be alive and what a blessing and what a gift it is. So I'm just going to give you a moment. And so this is my invitation for you to simply create more moments, more sacred moments throughout your day where you feel, I mean, there was this moment where I I just felt myself as the miracle that I am. I could feel my heart exploding in the most amazing, palpable way. And this is how we co-create. 
to me, this is the difference between manifestation, which I believe a lot of us are trying to force it and use the mind, right? Versus co-creation, right? That feeling, the feeling is what leads to the belief, right? It's what leads to that aligned action. It's what leads to the clarity. Everything comes back to the feeling. So that is my invitation for you as I'm about to, you know, invite you in to this sacred conversation between Maria and myself, we, where we're really simply sharing how to create sustainability through our work, right? And whatever work is for you, maybe it's being a stay-at-home mom, maybe it is being an entrepreneur, maybe you're the CEO of a company, maybe you want to start a company, maybe you're just unsure and, and you feel that there's something more for your life, a lot of these tools and practices that Maria and I talk about are, are what have really allowed us to follow that North Star of our Dharma, of our soul's mission, right? Of our life's work, of why we came here. All of us came here for a divine purpose. And as I said in the last episode, we all hold one piece of that universal truth and we all are a piece of this beautiful puzzle, And so everything starts to feel better and more magical and more miraculous and simpler and more connected, right? When we continue to follow what that North Star is of our soul's blueprint. And so that is what I'm hoping this episode can do for you. Create just a little bit of clarity and some practical tools and tips on how to create sustainability in your life, in your work, so that you want to wake up every day and continue to take care of this beautiful body vessel, this temple, through nourishing foods, right? Through through how we show up for ourselves, how we show up for others, the spaciousness that we're creating, right? Completely dissolving this old paradigm around just pushing and will, right? And force and just do it. And my secret is moving from discipline to now devotion, a devotional space. And so without further ado, I hope you enjoy this episode with Maria and myself. And I highly encourage you to check out Maria's work to check her out on social media. I've got all of the, the, the various ways that you can connect with her in the show notes. And per usual, please continue to reach out, review, subscribe, share the love. It's been so humbling and so affirming to receive the love notes from you all since this podcast launched. And You know, you sharing the link with your family and friends and getting text messages and, you know, reviews and and just doing all of these things to spread the message, to spread the, the good word. So I invite you to continue to do that. And I hope that you get value from this episode. I love you. I am here with my dear friend, Lindsay Martin-Ellis. Hi, sister. I'm so grateful to be here. Hello, hello, everybody. Hello, beautiful Maria. Um, I'm just so excited to have you here because 
And I told you that, right, when I invited you to the summit is that for me, when I think of you, you're like the living example of sustainability and living into your purpose and living your life um, to your fullest potential. So I'm just so happy to have you here to share your journey with us, to share your strategies, to share what is that that you do that makes your life so fulfilled and exciting and beautiful. Well, thank you. It has been quite the journey. So I'm just very honored to be here and share what's working for me. I've had a lot of experience of what did not work, right? And and that all of that has led me to this point where I'm feeling, you know, very empowered and 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 creating that sustainable work life, which I think so many of us, I know so many of us, it's it's almost like it's almost like people believe it's too good to be true, right? People believe that work can't be sustainable and fulfilling and just viable and beautiful. And, and like you wake up wanting to do it every day and it is, it's totally possible. So I'm super grateful to be here. Perfect. So yeah. Why don't you tell us about your journey? Where were you and uh, where, where, where are you now? (laughs) Yeah, it's quite the journey. So I actually, my background is in environmental engineering. I was an environmental engineer for nearly 10 years. And throughout that process, uh, I struggled a lot with women's hormonal health issues. And I was on a lot of medication. I, I went from doctor to doctor. You know, my parents tried everything. I tried everything. I mean, you name it, I, I tried it. When it came to when it came to my health, when it came to my hormones, when it came to the physical representation of what my body was experiencing was in this like terrible cystic acne. And so during those years, you know, I think about my transformation and like during some of the most like critical years of my childhood and my teens and my 20s, my confidence was just like non-existent. And I really doubted myself and my abilities because I tried so hard and I could see other people that had almost like this effortless, like I would see them not really trying that hard and maybe their health was, it seemed at least from, you know, bird's eye view that their health was thriving and, you know, they had clear skin where I'm sitting here as a, as a kid, not enjoying myself. And that kind of perpetuated all of these, this transformation that I then began to experience. And so part of that was also my, my career. And I went to college at 17 and really was almost thrown into this like male dominated industry and this very like structured industry And there were just so many things that there were so many red flags, even in college, it was like, I knew in my heart, that wasn't my call, my soul's calling. I knew in my heart when I was in school, my first career, as I continued to get more experience and real life experience, as I grew up, as I continued to surpass some of my male counterparts that were in their sixties, right? Like on the outside, I looked like I had it all together but I had, I was covering my face in makeup. I was suffering. My body was in pain and I was miserable. I was miserable at my job. And actually my now husband, I got engaged when I was 30. And that honestly was the pivotal moment for me when I recognized that I got to take my power back. I got to reclaim my health. I got to recognize that it's not just me. Like I'm creating 
this partnership and eventually a family. And I, I just had this strong sense that like, I am capable of doing whatever I want to do. I am capable of being fulfilled. I am capable of healing myself. And within six months, completely healed myself, was diagnosed with something called PCOS, which is polycystic ovarian syndrome, healed all of my symptoms and have been medication free ever since. And I think that was the first time in my life that I really truly understood that like that belief is all that matters. That belief and that inner knowing that like, I know I can do this and nothing is going to stop me is, is really all that matters. And really during that time, I started to look at my environment. I started to look at what, like, what am I consuming? What food am I consuming? What products am I using on my body? What relationships do I have? Like, what are my professional career choices? And I really started to look inward and recognize what wasn't serving me and really what was creating like this toxic lifestyle for myself. And I got to look at the different areas of my life where I was out of alignment and I slowly just started to shift it. And a lot of it had to do with the products and, and honestly, um, that company was, it was like the catalyst of my healing journey. They're very mission-based. Uh, there's a lot of powerful women where there's activism, but it's in a very heart centered way where, you know, we're coming from a place of love, right? We're not like this, (laughs) you know, we're coming from a place of love where it's, it's like that power and grace where people really listen. And I felt really connected to, being a part of a movement. And that is where I started to notice, like, I have a story and this company is doing big things and it's allowing me to have a platform to speak my, my truth and to stand up for what I believe in. And then sure enough, two years later, I left corporate and that is part of my, my full-time gig. I also am a transformation coach and, and, and use human design for that as a tool. And Truly, I love empowering women, particularly all humans, but really feel connected to women and standing in their power and just that vitality, which to me is like the aliveness and that exuberance that so many of us women, we shut down. And that's my story. (laughs) Yes, I already have so many questions. So uh, one of the things you mentioned that during that time, even while you were in college, so you started college at 17 and then you got engaged when you were 30. So during the 13 years, you had red flags, you felt miserable, you knew you weren't going the right way. So what kept you going the wrong way? Oh, that's so easy. Thinking that other people knew what I knew all along better than me, yeah. medical professionals, parents, elders, and it doesn't make anybody wrong. It's just, you know, like when you're that age, there's still a lot. We don't really know who we are yet. And I didn't have that autonomy to be like, let me go research or like, let me feel into this. I didn't, you know, like the way that society that we're raised in this like quick fix society. And, and that was the age where I just wanted a bandaid fix. Like I didn't care. I was like, give me whatever. I will do anything. Mm-hmm. And that is what I recognize, like, as I start and my parents didn't know any better. So I'm seeing a shift in like our culture and our society where things are different. And right. Like now I get to 
when I do have children, like show up in a different way, right? Like I now have the tools because of that experience that my parents just didn't have, right? Like they thought they were trying to help me. So the biggest thing is like that inner wisdom, like, and, and actually taking action, right? Like knowing that it's there, but then doing something about it. Mm-hmm. Okay. So, um, and being proactive, I think I want to say that I think what's coming to me is I waited until it was really bad, right? Like that's what we do. We wait till it's like, I can't take it anymore. I'm miserable at work. (laughs) Right. And then it's like, my goal is my life's work is like, no, you get to implement these practices and tools to create the sustainable life that you want and that you desire before it gets to that point. Cause it's a heck of a lot harder when you wait till it's that bad, trust me, Maria and I both know. (laughs) Okay. Awesome. So, you know, the other thing that you mentioned that I love that you found this brand, right? Beauty counter and they have a mission and they, they are a movement and you're really connected to it. And the, the other thing, not only are you connected to the brand and what they are bringing out into the world, they also give you the autonomy to speak up, to speak your truth and to share your message. And it's just, you know, from having interviews, interviewed other speakers, that is really emerging as a theme, right? This having this purpose, if you're working for the company, being really aligned with it, but at the same time, also having some kind of autonomy and bringing like your, your purpose, your mission, into fruition as well. And sounds like that's exactly the place that where you're at right now. Yeah. And what I love is like one of the first things I do when I mentor the, there's a few men, but mostly women, mostly women, as I ask what their why is, right? Like Simon Sinek, right? You know, it all starts with why people don't buy what you do. They buy why you do it. And everything is enrollment. Everything is buying, right? Like everything is, do I want to trust this person? Do I want to love this person? Do I want to live with this person? Right. And so when I, when I think about that, it's like my reason for joining, like is, I mean, I'm the only one who has my experience. So people get to tap into their why. And so many people don't dream. So many people don't allow themselves to even go there. And honestly, that's what sustains people. And that's, that's why we're you're, you're likely hearing that constant theme because money doesn't matter. Time, freedom, flexibility. I mean, there's so, like, it doesn't matter if you have the most ideal boss. If you don't, if you're not connected to your why it's, that's, there's no way that that can sustain anything that you do in the workplace. I wholeheartedly believe that. Mm-hmm. What is your why? <laughs> so I suffered from health issues for, for many years, which then really created this, this confidence and this power inside of me. And really my vision is a world where women feel empowered and confident in their own skin. And I get to show women the way. And I feel so connected to that is like just transforming your vitality and turning that into power. That is my why. Yes. Yes. (laughs) Yes. Thank you for sharing that. Beautiful. So, okay, we were at, uh, you're 30 years old and you shifted, you shifted into a different 
um, mindset and a different, like, um, I guess, frame of reference, like where were you coming from? You were coming from a different place and taking action from a different place. So what were your actions? What started, how did you start show up differently after that pivotal point? Committed action, really just that unwavering faith. And um, I mean, I, I, it, it was like that responsibility. So personal responsibility is a huge part of my why. It's a huge part of my stand is that we have the power. We hold the power. Nobody gets to take that away from us. Nobody gets to tell us you are going to be on medication your entire life, or you went to college for this. It's going to be so challenging. Like you're never going to make this kind of money or this is a stable career. So how dare you leave that, right? Like nobody gets to tell you what your dream vocation is and what is sustainable for you and what allows you to thrive. Nobody knows that but you. And so that is the commitment was just that unwavering faith in every day, knowing that I became so relentless with like uncovering the truth that I didn't really know existed yet. And I took the pressure off. Like I just had such belief in what, 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 what was possible that it just became fun and it became just like part of my way of being. And, uh, it really created so much energy inside of me. Like, I I don't know. I don't know how to explain it. Does that, does that resonate? It was just like the little engine that could, like, I just wanted to keep going and, and I felt so connected to it. Yeah, I think I can relate to it in terms of because you explain your why, right? You explain your why, explain your stand. And I think when you truly connect to that, um, to that place inside of you, like your motivation changes, right? Whereas before you said, and you know, I've experienced plenty of that in my life when you're relying on the external cues to uh, show you the right way, you'll never really get anywhere, nor good. You get nowhere good. (sighs) But this finding this, internal drive for and to stand for what you really believe in like then nothing can get in your way yeah that deeply resonates it's like there was a thought that came to mind and now it's almost like this is what this is what came to me when you give your power away it's so easy to be like oh that didn't work and just like take a nap and just you know, be like, this didn't work, told you so. And I, it was like that defeated feeling. And that also contributed to my lack of aliveness and vitality and just being so exhausted. Mm -hmm. And so it's very, it was a very different feeling when it was like, no, I get to be like, you know, I'm responsible. This is my inner knowing and I trust, and this is what I'm committed to. And it was just a very different way of showing up. Mm -hmm. Okay. So, um, in terms of your, like your personal life, right. And how do you sustain yourself besides having that? Why are there any other aspects of your life or strategies or actions that you implement that help you maintain that sustainable balance? Oh, yes. This has probably been, I have recommitted and renegotiated what that looks like over the years. And if for the women that are watching, um, I, and I know that you, you and I can both relate to this. It's like, we love the structure 
And so what I found is I get to have structure in my day. It's very important to me. However, I get to create chunks of space of just time and breaks and whatever that looks like in that moment. So I get to have chunks of time where I'm committed and focus action to my work before I touch my phone and before I start connecting because I love to connect. I love my work. But what I find is when I do that too early, and this could be with anything, this can be with kids, right? Like we get to give ourselves that time and that will look different for everyone. But for me as an entrepreneur, I get to write, I get to create content. I get to, you know, do the things in my business that bring me joy that are outside of just building those relationships and connecting and serving. And that's been a huge one is really not, not feeling like I need to be that person for everyone, not feeling like I, I need to like immediately respond to somebody or immediately go and help take care of my husband, like really allowing myself to align in that way. So I think the, I think the, the chunks of time, especially for women of just creating that space is so critical and it can be anything. Do I want to go to the beach? in the middle of my workday? Do I just want to take a long walk with my puppy? Do I want to get a workout? Do I want to just read? Do I want to just go outside and maybe have a long lunch with my husband? Honestly, when I give that to myself, the amount of flow and creativity and focus and clarity, I have so many goosebumps in my work, the amount of connection and intimacy that I have when I do have coaching calls or when I am talking with a client It is just exponential. And I think we are trained as a society to not allow ourselves to take that time and to feel lazy. I have those moments where I'm like, ah, lazy, right? Like it's we, the conditioning comes through. And one of the biggest pieces I want to share in terms of sustainability is that our conditioning never goes away. We've been at it for a long time. And the moment that I realized that I get to notice then shift and then move on and not beat myself up and to not say, why is this still showing up? I've been working at this for 10 years. That has been so revolutionary for me because that's part of life. That's part of the human experience. And that's where I find I have the most sustainable work days is when I'm like, okay, Lindsay, like I laugh at myself. Sometimes I have conversations where I'm going, I'm like, uh-uh, not today. And I sometimes name my little, you know, like the shadow parts of myself, like doubtful Debbie, you know, I get some funny names in there and I just laugh. And it just, again, takes that pressure off. Yeah. And it's, you know, it sounds kind of like backwards, but it's true. You know, your, your, your mind thinks it's going to get you productive by shaming you and making you do this thing this way, which is really your conditioning. But ultimately, the truth is, if you really want to be productive, and you really want to be engaged, and you really want to create good quality work, you need to create structure, like you said, that supports you, the structure that allows you to have the nourishment from whatever activities that nourish you. Is it a walk? Is it a bike ride? Is it a dancing? Anything, you know? So it's a... Yeah, 
I really want to drive that home because I know, especially those who are listening to this, and this goes for everybody, like when you're a driven individual, it can, we can be really hard. We're our own worst critics and we can be very tough on ourselves. And something that worked yesterday may not work today. And it's like allowing yourself to just have fun with it. And sometimes I dance to my favorite song, like my favorite Beyonce song for my workout. Sometimes I call Maria and we do a Zoom workout together online because I want connection and I, or maybe I'm wanting accountability and it's fun and it it can be fluid. So I love the, the chunking of time of like, this is the time that actually really works for me for this. Mm-hmm. And then seeing what comes up because the spontaneity and the fun and the flow is actually what creates more focus and clarity and connection. And um, I think that's probably been one of the most transformative pieces for me in terms of sustainability is that you it doesn't need to look the same way every day. And we feel that pressure often. Yeah. Absolutely. Yes, thank you for addressing that. And there is another piece that I want to speak to. Um, I know that is true for me, and I assume it's true for you because we're in a lot of different circles together. But I think what has been a really nourishing piece to me in the last year and a half, you know, since you and I met, um, is the piece around other women around you, you know, the sisterhood, right? The women supporting women in a space where, you know, we can call each other and cry and just be our most like weakest air quotes because it's not true, right? Just go to the bottom of our feelings and our dirt and our shadows and feel really accepted in it where there are women around you that don't try to change you, don't try to give you advice, you know, unless you ask for it, but just really like reflect your light to you, just really are there with you. And for me, I think that has been one of the most transformative and nourishing experiences. And I keep on, you know, finding new friends and finding spaces where I can have that because that's, really gives me a lot of energy so that I can sustain my work further. Absolutely. Imagine if the world operated in that way. (laughs) (laughs) I know our worlds operate that way, but you know, the ripple of that (laughs) is, is huge. Absolutely. Yeah. So you said that part of your work is coaching women transformational coaching. So what is that? uh, What is your focus within that? Yeah. So it's, it's really, this is what's fun is I love. And so for those of you who are perhaps in a work situation that, you know, I'm sure many of you that are tuning in are in all different phases of what sustainable work looks like, like this is not sustainable. I'm going a completely different route or like perhaps you're in a position where you get to shift what that looks like. And so I feel really good. I, what I love is I don't know, of course, I don't know because that's not my journey. If beauty counter hadn't entered my life, I don't know if I would have left my corporate position at all, truly, or when I did, I had no idea what I would do. I had no idea how to be a coach. I didn't even know I wanted to be a coach. I, 
I don't know if I would have had the confidence and the courage to really like what you're doing, Maria, like to start your own business like that is huge. Um, and so I just want to share that, like, just know that there are options. There are, there's literally an option for everyone with whatever that, that movement or mission or purpose or vocation looks like for you in the workplace. And so I'm really grateful for that. And what I, what I found is there is a lot of parts of entrepreneurship that do not bring me joy and do not serve me. And there are a ton that I love. And what I love is this right here. I love speaking. I love teaching. I love coaching. I love mentoring. And that is what brings me joy. And so my journey is around transformation. So I, I've lived it. And now the women that I'm calling in that are asking for my help, it just kind of started where, where more women were like, Hey, I want to do this. Like either beauty counter team members who wanted to go deeper or just other people that I met along the way. And I got certified in human design, which is really just, it's just another tool in your tool belt to really allow you to help connect better, to really understand yourself a little bit more, just provide additional tools to really have that inner knowing and that, that affirming feeling of like, ah, I know who I am. And so it's really this energetic blueprint of your soul, of who you are. And I felt such relief when I discovered human design that I wanted to leverage that tool for other people. So really the transformation coaching is back again to that inner wisdom. Like, who are you? Why are you here? And just really going from that place of, you know, understanding your energetic blueprint, understanding where you've been, where you are and where you're headed and really just allowing that transformation to unfold for women. So I'm really excited because it's evolving and it's shifting and I'm just kind of having fun with it. And I know what I love now. And that is part of the sustainable work. Um, I love this tool that I would love to share. And I, I can see if I can share it as a resource, but there's this quadrants, right? Where it's like, what do I love and what am I really good at? What do I like and what am I good at? What do I not like and what am I good at? And then what do I not like and what am I not good at, right? And so I got to physically see what is not serving me like over here and like what really brings me joy. And so my business gets to evolve, right? Because that is also what's sustainable. If you're doing all of these things and not delegating and not outsourcing and not asking for support and not doing the things that light you up, that's not sustainable. So now I get to really tap into my gifts and what I love so that I, it can keep me going. Okay. That's amazing. Thank you for sharing. And I just want to say, you know, I, I can totally see, um, how even myself looking at you and the way you live your life, it's like looking to like, I want a piece of that. Teach me how. And I know there's <laughs> also, you know, people in our circle who feel the same way and who, um, uh, follow you and, um, ask for your guidance. So, yeah. Well, thank you. And I just want to share, like, I was sharing with Maria earlier and vulnerability is a huge part of leadership. And I was, I was in massive breakdown the last couple of days and it doesn't go away. And so like, that is also part of my story is like, like we all get to stop wearing the mask and acting like it's all perfect and everything's great all the time. Like we are humans 
things break down, technology, relationships, you know, like having a bad day, sometimes it just happens. And then, then we get to shift, right? Like we just don't, we get to not stay there, right? We get to stand in our power and we get to shift it. And that is what I am here to share because I don't want people to think that I have it all figured out. I don't. And I know you know that and you don't have it all figured out. And that's what we're here to teach is like, these are tools. Here's the buffet table and pick and choose, try it on and see what works for you. And then latch onto it when it does feel good. You're like, that's my thing. Great. Now, you know. Yeah, totally. And thank you for sharing that because I wish, you know, I wish we started the recording like from the first minute when we just started talking because our conversation was like, I was like, I'm a, I'm a mess today, but this is my third interview. And you're like, I had a breakdown for the last three days. So that that's the reality of it, right? Um, and today's been beautiful for me. And yesterday was not beautiful at all. And that's the beauty of it. We get to be like, okay, what did I learn here? Now that I'm out of it, now that I'm out of having a tantrum, what did I learn? What do I get to shift? And, you know, like I sometimes give myself time, time limits, like, okay, I'm having a moment and I will sometimes set a timer, Maria. Here's my moment. That yesterday. <laughs> I'm in timeout. Great. I'm back. And like, we get to give that to ourselves. We get to cry. We get to like scream into a pillow, right? It helps whatever that is. We get to do a workout where we can do boxing or whatever it is for that release. So yeah, I am. That's definitely part of my transformation right now is um, it's not sustainable to wear a mask and to pretend like it's perfect all the time, because guess what? You will never, you will never, you will never be able to achieve perfection. And, and it will be so exhausting trying to, to keep that, to keep that perception up of what people are, you know, what people are experiencing of you for sure. I'm so glad that that came up. Yes. Thank you get to take the pressure. Take the pressure. Absolutely. Thank you for sharing that. And you know, the other, the other part, you know, that's also the, the sustainability and the parts about connecting to your inner truth also should have recorded that but you know before we started the call Lindsay and I we read a prayer we did a little grounding meditation to just get connected to that place right because maybe I didn't have a good day and maybe I was crying 10 minutes before the call but then we got here we took an action to get grounded to what's important and you just keep going yeah and it was so beautiful I'm like I mean I, I really strive to set intentions and ground before I I accomplish, like before I perform a task or before I get on a call, but it doesn't always happen. And that is so key, like just to set the intention of whatever you're doing, whether it's taking your dog for a walk or going to the park with your child or starting a, a really important task for your job. I mean, that connection of like why you're doing it will allow you to be so much more present. And that also is, I think, what creates the sustainability because it's the presence because we don't allow ourselves to give ourselves a hundred percent of the time, right? We have our head and all these different things. And when you do ground and set that intention, it allows, it reminds you. Yeah. There's a lot of wisdom in that for sure. Absolutely. So, you know, I know that you are dedicated to serving women and empowering women, and uh, so am I. So one of the things I want to ask you is, what do you see as the biggest obstacles for women and their work, between, for women within their work? Favorite question. 
make sure you opt into my free guide if you feel this. <laughs> um, so my journey is around hormone imbalance and I feel very strongly and passionate about women, particularly in the way that our hormones function and the way that our hormones cycle compared to our male counterparts. And so men's hormones cycle every 24 hours. So beautiful. We have a 24 hour day. We have the sunrise and the sunset. We have the eight hour workday and the masculine way is to be able to perform the same tasks every single day over and over again. And for women, our women's, our cycles follow the lunar cycle every 28 days. And there's four, four cycles within that 28 day cycle. And they're all different and they all serve a different purpose. And the moment that I started to understand my body's wisdom and understand my hormones and what were happening with my hormones, my estrogen, my progesterone, and so on, I my the way that I showed up in my work was different, the way that I showed up in my workouts, the way that I showed up in my relationships. And I started to harness my body's wisdom. And uh, that really helped me with my energy. It really helped me to not have energy leaks and to burn out because I wasn't doing things just because this is what I was told I was meant to do every day. I was really listening more. So yeah, can you t- speak a little bit more about that? What are those four phases and how do they affect uh, our ability to perform or be? Yeah, absolutely. So our follicular phase, I'll start with spring since we're in spring equinox. You can think of your follicular phase like springtime. And that is really, it's after your cycle. And just think of like spring. I love to compare it to the seasons because it makes it really easy. It's like almost like this childlike energy. There's a lot of room for spontaneity. This is a, There's a lot of room for connection. There's a, a lot of energy that is in this, like, it's like this bouncy energy. So it's a beautiful time to try something new in your business, to start a new creative project, to meet new people and to like put yourself outside of that comfort zone. Like your body actually supports yourself in the work. I'm going to, I'm going to use all the examples in the workplace since that's what we're talking about. So just think like maybe there's, um, Maybe there's like some like networking Zoom event that you've been really wanting to try, but you've been really nervous about it. That would be the time that your body actually really supports that energy and allows you to like actually take the plunge to show up as your authentic self. The next one is ovulation phase. And so that is where everything is at its peak. All of our hormones are at their peak and I'll in my guide, there's more information, but generally just let's say that they're about a week long. So in ovulation, this is when you have the most energy. So if you, you can stack your days, you can be on back-to-back calls. This is where I do most of my coaching. This is where I know I can give myself more space to work. I can start earlier. I can end later. And this is when I really have a lot of sustainable energy for projects, for really like getting into it and really like knocking out some work, creating content, like batching content and really connecting with people. And again, that's summer, right? Like summer, it's beautiful weather. (laughs) It's beautiful weather. And you're just, it's just like this beautiful, vibrant, um, like networking time where you're really meant to be, it's think daylight, right? Like think like, 
that beautiful, just summer light and just connecting with other people and having the most energy. And then after that is our luteal phase. And so this is, um, this is the fall phase. So this is when, again, it's like getting into hibernation. This is when women tend to have PMS. PMS is common, but it is actually not normal. And so if you are experiencing PMS, it's just that you're out of alignment with your cycle. I'm probably doing too much. Like this is like, think a bear starts to get prepared, prepared for hibernation. Think about with your business, um, really going inward, not stacking your days with all of these connections, like allowing yourself to maybe do some like analytical tasks, shut your door, have longer periods where you're just like really focusing and looking at maybe like analytics for your business or finances. Maybe this is when you do like bookkeeping or taxes or really just, um, you can also write content during this time. And then last is menstrual. And, um, this is really that fallow period. This is the fertile void. This is winter. And really during this time is you get to take breaks. I mean, I take so many breaks off. Um, my team knows that I am not like basically once it, once I'm on my menstrual period, I take the first three days, like completely off. I restructure my calendar. I have everything set in stone around my cycle. Um, and so sometimes that can obviously change energetically sometimes, but for the most part, it's pretty spot on. And it's just a beautiful time to like rest and to really, um, it's a very intuitive time. So this is a time where you can really start to plan, like, like what, like dream, start to goal set, maybe start to be like, Hmm, what would be really fun for my business? And just like allow yourself that celebration and allow yourself to really take that pause to take a look at the previous three weeks, see what's working, see what's not working. It's really just that reset before that, like initiating follicular phase. And what I do want to say is if you do not currently have a menstrual cycle, it's just follow the lunar cycle. It's very simple. Generally, if you're not on, if you don't have a menstrual cycle, um, you're or as women, we align with the lunar energy. And so that's likely what your cycle is on. So you can just follow that and keep it really simple. It's beautiful. Thank you for sharing this guide. I'm definitely going to try it because I, I have never really made it intentional uh, to try to structure my work that way. But now that I have more knowledge about it, I definitely will give it a try. I did notice, however, that definitely my energy is very cyclical. There are times within a month that I have tons of energy and I can do whatever, you know, and then there is and then there are breakdowns, like I have these breakdowns and I'm going to try your approach and see if it's, if it can yeah. it so that I don't have background breakdowns when I'm intentional about structuring uh, my work around this cyclical feminine. And can I just share like, so I'm on my luteal phase right now about to start menstruation. And so there's things like, this is a great example, right? Like it's, there is no hundred percent all of the time, right? Like things come up. This is how the schedule worked. It's really meant to be like, where can I be conscious and where can I create that space in my calendar? So like giving myself time to nurture myself earlier in the day and not being on back to back to back calls before this, like creating the space for that. And then also with the guide, I just want to share, especially for the Maria and Lindsay's of the world, like you don't have to do it all right away. So pick like one task for your business 
one area of your life. Personally, I actually started with how I moved my body because I knew that I was overexerting myself and that was an area of my life that I wanted to, to change up. And so the guide is beautiful because it talks about how to show up in relationships how to show up in movement, in food. There's foods that really help sustain your energy too. The workplace, um, like again, like the time to actually go on a date, go on a blind date or try a new date spot would be follicular, right? And so you'll start to see patterns where I just don't want people to like feel like it needs to be forced because again, that's the masculine way. So this is just like play with it and have fun and see kind of, what speaks to you on the guide of where you perhaps want to start. I've been at this for a few years and I'm just now getting to that point of like, all right, I've got my flow. I get it now. Yes, but I love it. It actually feels really good. Like to even giving myself the permission to try that. Yeah, absolutely. And you'll have my contact info, everyone. So you can always send me questions if they come up. Great. So, okay. Um, I want to ask you another question. So, what is your biggest advice to the women on the path of entrepreneurship? Who? Oh my goodness. The biggest piece of advice to definitely trust yourself mm. and to really stand in your power because as women, we play small and we will hide and we will tell ourselves that it's not the right time or who am I to do this or look at this beautiful woman. How could I ever do what she's doing? She's already doing it and just let it go. Like trust the decision that you made and stay in that power and stop comparing yourself to what everyone else is doing. Because this is something that my business coach taught me to a third grader, fourth grader is queen. And what that means is, is that there is always somebody who is one grade behind you, who is like, you're an answered prayer to them. And you can help them. You can save their life. You can help them find sustainable work and to find that vitality and to like come home to themselves. And that is more relatable than finding the 10th grader who's up here, who's way beyond. And so there's always going to be an audience. There's always going to be people that want what you have, that want to hear your story and, and that want your help. And so don't talk yourself out of it if you see other people who are perhaps doing something similar, because as women, we definitely tend to do that. Wow. Thank you for saying that. First of all, I think if I was more tech savvy while you were saying that, I would love to play a soundtrack, Let It Go from Frozen. Because <laughs> <Thank you. laughs> like the lyrics, you know, and the message is completely on point. And I agree with you. And I just also wanted to share... <clears throat> Also, my recent experience with this, right, leaving my corporate job and uh, starting on this journey of consulting uh, and coaching. And uh, as you know, I have discovered through uh, 
through a process that my passion really is to empower women. So, and, and it had me at a very like interesting and vul- interesting and vul- uh, vulnerable point where I was like, well, but I already set out to do this. How do I go there? And it's, you know, to the idea that like, it doesn't have to be perfect when, um, you know, I've realized that what I really stand for is like loving my body and helping other women, women to release trauma from their bodies so that they can be their full selves. Because, I mean, that's my life story, right? You shared yours. Yours was around hormonal imbalance and issues and how by overcoming all of those difficulties and challenges, you came out stronger on the other side. So now you can teach others. Mine surrounded, you know, a lot about body image and hating my body. And I just remember that feeling of just like despair that I had when I used to hate my body and also how liberated and free I feel now when I love it. And when, you know, I, when I had that insight or realization that this is the work I'm, I, I'm here to do, I was like, no one wants that. Like, who would want that? And I started telling women, other women. And then, yes, that's what, that's what, that's, that was the reaction of the audience. Like, I want that. I need that. So I guess what I'm trying to say in connection with what you just said, like, you don't know what other people want or need until you offer. And I'm sorry, but what woman do you know that hasn't hated her body at some point in her life? Like, that is also part of my journey too, is like that the mask and like the judgment and the beating ourselves up. I mean, there's so many common threads for women particularly, and there's a lot there. There's a lot to unpack. And like, even with consulting and sustainable work, right? Like that's a mechanism, you know, beauty counters, a mechanism, like human design is a mechanism and our, our, our transformation and our stand and why we're here doesn't change, but we get to like, see how that evolves. And it can like, I mean, truly part of my journey is also around self-image. A huge part of that is around self-image and body image in the world of empowerment. And it's not my main pillar, but absolutely. I talk about it. Absolutely. I'm a stand for that. And that's, what's cool, right? Is like, we all get to kind of work together and lean on each other and you get to lean on me for something. I get to have you come in as an expert around that because it's not my specialty, but it's something I've struggled with. And, you know, we all get to learn from you. So that is the beauty of this work. I absolutely love it. Yes. Thank you. Yes. Thank you, Lindsay. Okay. So um, you've told us about your gift. That's very exciting. And um, yeah, unfortunately, the time has run out. <laughs> I can talk. <laughs> uh, yeah. So how can people find you if they want to work with you, whether it's through Beauty Counter or just get your coaching, get your help, perhaps the human design assessment, which is actually a real, really cool uh, tool that also Lindsay introduced me to that also helped me understand myself better. Definitely. I was like, oh, this, this is this makes sense. Like, yes, <laughs> I mean, I'm, I'm not going to fight this anymore. This totally makes sense. So yeah. how can they find you? 
funny. I've been doing so many human design readings this week and more than I actually ever have. And it just aligned that way. And I'm having, and again, like so many breakthroughs around, oh my gosh. Right. And it like, same thing, like the same themes that come up and that's what makes it fun, but absolutely. So you're by the private Facebook community that is all women. And we're all just here to really find what lights us up and to like provide healthier lifestyle interventions and just be in community. It's a very safe space. And that's really where you can find me is in that Facebook group and through email. Perfect. Thank you, Lindsay. And so before we complete, I have a question for you that's to ask because I was having so much fun. (laughs) Okay. What is it? I don't know. (laughs) How do you define sustainable work? Oh yeah. I remember you told me you were going to ask that. And I was like, I don't know if I know the answer. We'll just be intuitive here. (laughs) Sustainable work. I mean, we talked about it and okay. How do I define sustainable work? Sustainable work to me is really co-creating in your life to call in a vocation that really provides this life force energy that you just want to show up every day. You want to be in that committed, aligned action. Like you want to serve, you want to show up even when it's hard, even when you don't want to, even when you're having a breakdown or you're feeling like you're a mess. And the vocation sustainable work. It could be a being a mom. It could be driving a school bus. It could be an entrepreneur. It doesn't matter what it is, but you really just get to, you get to feel alive. Like it, it gets sustainable work is that feeling alive in your work every single day. So I hope that that answered your question. (laughs) So much. Yeah. Okay. Thank you, Lindsay. I love you. I love you too. Beautiful. Thank you so much for having me. Oh, yeah. Bye, everybody. Reach out if you have questions. (laughs) Thank you so much for your presence and contribution in tuning in today. If you found value from this episode, I invite you to take a screenshot and tag me on Instagram. You can tag me at Lindsay Martin Ellis. I always love hearing from you. So I invite you to send me a love note via direct message and share your experience and ahas. Also, I have a beautiful free offering for you if you have not already taken advantage of my free quiz to discover your unique soul's blueprint so that you can activate your feminine frequency and embody more of you. You can find the link below in the show notes. And lastly, I invite you to leave a rating and review if any of my content in these podcast episodes resonates. This is the best and most effective way to support this podcast and reaching more people awakening around the globe. You can simply leave a quick review to share what you love most about my teachings and how this has impacted your life. Thanks again so much for being here from the bottom of my heart. And we'll see you next week for another episode of Soulshine Radio. Sending so many love and blessings.